Yo, what is good, everybody? This is another episode of the B Ball Jones podcast. I am B Ball Jones. Well, I messed it up that time. That is Nelson Haskin right there. I was close, but not close enough. Um, YouTube people, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, it's sad if you see me going like this or this. I'm just like, yo, did you uh, you bump your head or something for the? <laughs> Well, not locked in. <laughs> oh man, need to be locked up if you're doing that, bro. That's bad stuff. Right. <laughs> Go get checked out, get some medicine on you. But anyway, um, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> boy, I tell you. Oh man, this, this is a beautiful introduction to this episode. But uh, I'm B-Ball <laughs> Jones. That is Nelson Haskin. So uh, what's up, man? <laughs> not much, dog, man. What, what's going on with you? <laughs> I'm good, man. As you can see, I'm I'm good, bro. I can't complain, mm-hmm. man. Oh man, that's funny. So let's go ahead and get into it. If I miss or something else, um, a lot of times when we have debates, right? This this is my biggest beef with having debates, especially online with people. We never have a uh, common ground or a full understanding of what we're talking about. So when we have debates and arguments, or whatever you want to call it we're coming from two different perspectives of what we're talking about. So if I said, you know, um, Steph Curry is the best shooter. Most people say because he's, you know, when you look at how he gets his shot off, he's getting off the dribble and off the catch. Nobody's done it at that high of a level like him. Well, somebody could argue that Steve Kerr is the best shooter because you don't look at his percentages. Like he's percentage-wise the best shooter. And somebody might go, yeah, but I look at, you know, um, I don't count X, Y, and Z. I don't count A, B, and C. So it's around the criteria of what we look at of what we're talking about. So today we're going to kind of lay down that foundation of what we're talking about, the criteria of what comes down to um, the three things. First is going to be the best player. Next is going to be the greatest player. And last, we're going to go to the most valuable player. Because usually when we had these conversations, you know, uh, uh, Jordan is the best because of this. And we're talking about him as being the greatest player. You're throwing around what your definition of the greatest player is, and that's what, you know, Jordan fits for you. Or I could say the greatest player is LeBron because of X, Y, and Z. Or I could say Kareem is the greatest, you know, Bill Russell, whatever your idea of what the best, greatest, whatever player is, fits around your definition of it. So my definition, your definition, I could be debating what the best player is. You could be debating what the greatest player is. And we're never going to see eye to eye and come to a you know, final understanding of what we're talking about. So today we're going to kind of get into our own definition, hopefully come to a conclusion of like the B-Bar Jones podcast definition of what these three things are. So uh, starting off with you, man. And you actually you can pick whichever one you want to. Whichever word you want to start with. What is your definition behind <clears throat> that specific thing? So we can come to some kind of common ground and understanding. When we're talking about what this player or what this criteria is or what this means, this is what we're talking about when we say this is what this is. So uh, let's kick it off with what you got, man. Okay, so what, what, what's my options? What's the three things we, we talking about? What's my options? So the best player, the best greatest player. player, and the most valuable. Okay. Okay, so uh, I guess we might as well start off with the big one. Let's, let's go with the greatest. Let me talk the greatest player first. So <clears throat> when I think the greatest 
the greatest player in or greatest, really the greatest in anything, any particular sport, field, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Business, I think the most accomplished. Mm. And so that's how I think about the greatest. Who has accomplished the most in this sport? So when I think about basketball and I'm saying who is the greatest player of all time? The who is the GOAT? Who is the greatest? I want to know or I am speaking on who is the most accomplished because we define greatness by what you've accomplished, what you've done in your time or whatever. So um, when I say, like, we talk about Mike, we say, why, you know, Mike is the GOAT for most people. You know, most some people say LeBron. Some people might say Kobe. Some people might say Kareem, whatever. But for I would say the majority of people still – would consider Mike the GOAT. And so why do we say that? Mike is by far and above the most accomplished player. Now we can say all we want to about skill and talent and who how, who was around him, how good was the league, whatever you want to say. Mike is the most accomplished player. And, you know, it's a lot of, you know, variables in that, like, you know, everybody talk about errors and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't like to get into all that. Yeah. Mike has the most accolades. All right. Mike got six rings, went to the final six times, won all six times. So he's six and no, never lost in the finals. That's that's big. Can't nobody else say that. Then you talk about MVPs. He got five of them. Second most. Then you talk about uh you know, you go into records, scoring titles, whatever. He got a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Only three players ever won an MVP and a defensive player of the year. Only him, only, only he has won it in the same year. Won an MVP and defensive player of the year in the same year, I think. I'm pretty sure. Or did Hakeem Olajuwon do that? I say it sounds like Dream. I think yeah. Dream so, might have. So him and, two, him and Hakeem was only two. Yeah, check that for us. Fact check that for us. But... Those are accomplishments. Mike got scoring titles. Mike got um Mike got, you know, all the playoff where well, he had all the playoff records for a moment for a while. You know? And that those are accomplishments. He dominated his era. So you, you got the facts for us. So it's actually three players. I know you'd be happy about this. So oh. of course, Jordan, Dream, and your boy Giannis. And Giannis. So, dang, I did not think that, that he won the MVP and defense player in the same year. I knew he was one of the three who had won it, but I didn't know it was in the same year. But, yeah. So, Mike Mike is the most accomplished, is, is safe to say. So, that's why we consider him the GOAT. He is the greatest player. So, let me break. Let me go ahead and block it in. <clears throat> when I say greatest, the greatest player, the being the greatest means being the most accomplished in the sport. You have accomplished the most out of everybody that's ever played. You have accomplished more than anybody else before and after you. So when somebody accomplishes more than Mike, we can start calling him the, the GOAT or the greatest. Now, some people argue that LeBron has, but, you know, we value, you know, that that's when we get into what you consider greatness. Like, what do you consider more valuable than other? Do you consider titles? Do you consider records? Do you consider, you know, winning? Do you consider whatever stats but 
but, but I'm a, but to st- for still for me though, the definition of the greatest is the most accomplished in the sport. So that's my that's my definition of the greatest. So what what how would you define the greatest in in anything or in basketball? Yeah, I gotta go very similar to what you said, but I'm gonna add a little more to it. So for me, the greatest is like you said, the accomplishments that a player has, but it's also like the folklore to him, like the man, the myth, the legend. Like it's like, man, like like man, you know that Jordan jumped from a three point line and and dunk, man. He not the free throw, the three point line. Like oh snap, like oh man, you know, uh, he 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 averaged eighty points in his sleep. Like the little stuff is just like he did what. Like, like it's just like you gotta scratch your head at being like, man, he did, he did. What? It's like the folk tales around, like it's the the myth of just like, man, I heard when Jordan was in college, he he beat everybody with his left hand in his sleep, and it's just like little stuff like that adds to like the greatness of a player. It's like it's almost yeah, like a fact. gray area type of thing. It's just like you can't really stats play a role into it, but that's just one half of it. Like the stats, as far as like the numbers you put up, the records you have, the Awards and all that stuff like that. They play half role into your greatness. But I think the other half of it is just like the 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 storytelling of what you have, because like the other for me personally, you can't put the storytelling in the other two titles of what we're talking about for the today. So for me personally, like the storytelling of what you've done adds to what your your greatness is. That that's part of what makes you the the goat. So it's like, man, Bill Russell, he played. Uh, I think 16 seasons or 13 seasons, something like that, and he won 11 rings. It was like, wait, what? Dog, that's crazy. Like, you really, like, Will Chamberlain put up 50 and 50. He did what? 50 and 50. He put up 100. He did 100 points in one game and 55 rebounds. Oh, snap. He got how many records? Like, it's just, like, little stuff like that. It's like you watch an NBA game, he'd be like, he's the first player to do this since Will Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Since Jordan and, and Bird, it's like it's always like if your name's always mentioning that, that's add to part of your greatness. That's part of what makes you the GOAT. So it's like, yes, there are accomplishments, your stats and your numbers and stuff, but it's also for me, it's like the folklore and the storytelling around your name is for me what plays a role in your greatness. So that's why Jordan's always mentioned because he has both of them. He has the stats. Like he averaged 32 or 33 with 34, whatever it was. And in the finals, he stepped it up to like 36. And he got the defensive player of the year, MVP. He's the only player to have all these awards and records in a year. He has, you know, top five in all these statistical categories and all this stuff. He's the only player to do these things. And it's just like, you know, you want nit like you said, you want nitpick with LeBron about what this stuff is. Like when you talk about greatest, you gotta throw LeBron in that conversation too. Because yes, you can nitpick and say he's six for six in the finals, but LeBron went to 10 of them. Like, that's also very difficult. That's a folklore type thing, too, to be in 10. For half of your career, you're in the finals. Like, that's just mind-blowing alone. So, like, for me, it's not just the stats and the the numbers that we can point, like the black and white part that we can point to and just be like, statistically, uh, awards and accomplishment-wise, this player is great. But it's also the storytelling, the great area, the storytelling part that adds up now. Granted, this is a little iffy because you can juice up certain stuff and be like, man, Jordan did this, like the flu game type stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some debates around what the actual truth is. Like, was that he just hung over and drunk? Was it food poisoning? Was it, you know, was, you know what I mean? Like, what was the actual truth around that? But regardless, he still performed in spite of what that was. You feel me? So 
little stuff like that just adds to people's resume. It's like the little stuff like Jordan never had a game seven in the finals. Uh, little little stuff like that, that that you can nitpick in salt and pepper into somebody's you know throw the extra season into their their career and you know with a storytelling about it. So for me, that's what makes a goat. That's what makes the player be the greatest of their sport or all time, whatever. So for me, person, that's the definition of it. it's like the the accomplishments and the stats of black and white, but also the gray area of what what you have accomplished. And as far as the storytelling mode of it, like the folklore and the the folk tales <clears throat> of what you've done, so. Me personally, that's how you, you can define the GOAT. Would you say that's kind of like impact or like impact on the culture? Like, would you consider that like being part of the culture, like that folklore and stuff? Because that's like, if we like getting away from basketball, like if we, if we talking about like folklore, or like old, like wise tales and stuff, that's part of like culture in real life. You know what I'm saying? So would you say having your impact on the game of basketball or basketball culture is part of being great as part of your greatness. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I'll say, yeah. Yeah. I will. Because I was going to say no, but that does play a role. Like I said, it's both halves of it too, because Mm -hmm. AI culture wise, that man, you cannot, we talk about all the time. We write the, the, the history book of the NBA and basketball. That man has a chapter dedicated to him. Like, is a big part like the books of the bible there's the book of allen somewhere in there, the book of iverson in that mug so um but he's missing the other half of it is why he's not a goat because he doesn't have mm. the awards and the, the resume building part of like allen iverson won mvp scoring title a final the final. <laughs> like that's that's you know what i mean that's almost it so mm. But Allen Iverson won two MVPs, three scoring titles, won two championships, uh, and he revolutionized the game with the handles and the off-the-court appearance, all this other stuff. Okay, now we're starting to creep him up in the conversations of GOATs, and he's sitting at a different table now. It's, or he, he's a higher rank at this table now. So, But just to say you had an impact on the game, it's like, ah, not to knock it, but it's like you're not, you're not in the full conversation. You're in half of it. You meet, you reach the folklore and impact of it, but you're not having the the black and white. So if, if I if I stripped your name off, and we looked at strictly black and white of statistic and resume, who did what? That's one half of the goat conversation. Like you can't have any emotion, feelings, and tied to it. Now you're looking like, oh snap! Like Allen Iverson career is not that great. He only averaged, I don't know, maybe maybe thirty, somewhere around there, high twenties. The last few years might have brought him down a bit, but. It's Take that away, he averaged high twenties. So it's like, oh, that's not that great, you know. So put back the color back on. Oh, it's not Allen Iverson. He's a goat, you know. He's legendary. Da 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 da. So I think that does play a big role into it because Jordan's impact on the game is major, you know. So mm. you got to look at the impact of it too. So that's part of what a player's greatness is. Yeah, and I I have been on record, especially with some of my own boys, as saying. Like we get back on the COVID thing, y'all just get ready. Like you know, let you know beforehand. I I used to tell people all the time. Well, I still do every night. Then people normally throw Kobe Bryant and goat debates because of storylines, not storylines, but like you know, Kobe got that 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 folklore and that you know that that cultural impact. He got that factor working for him, working in his favor when it comes to the GOAT debate. Because to be real with you, 
Kobe, top three most impactful players ever. Like when you talk, when you talk about basketball culture, I would say probably Mike, AI, Kobe. Like them three, the most impactful basketball players in my mind. And then Steph kind of up there because of, you know how he revolutionized the game with the three ball, and Bron up there just because you know the game changed when he came in. It took you know almost. It, you know how guys kind of want to be be able to be point guards, even though they're big and strong and fast. <laughs> but anyway, back to Kobe. I feel like a lot of times guys throw Kobe in that because of his folklore, his his you know the 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 legend that is Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, the Mamba mentality, the eighty one points, you know, the 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 buzzer beaters, the the. The clutch shots, the big shots, the the biting on the jersey, everything, the fadeaways, the fearlessness, you know what I'm saying? Guarding the best player, stuff like that. All the Kobe stores, the hundreds of Kobe stores. I love Kobe stores. Like, I love when NBA players be on other people like podcasts or whatever or be in interviews and they'd be like, that played with Kobe or played against Kobe. And they'd be like, give us your best Kobe store. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Like, just like they ask older players, hey, man, so what was it like playing against MJ? What was your best MJ store? Guys that played with Mike, what's your best Mike store? Like, what was it like playing with Mike? So, like, only a few guys get that. Like, folks ain't out here asking, like, man, so what was it like to play with Andre Godal? It's like, like we, we don't care, bro. <laughs> but you play with Mike, even if it was, like, for one or two years, because, like, they ask guys that play with the Wizards, when Mike was there in the early mm-hmm. 2000, what was it like to play with Mike? What was it like with Mike there? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's only a few guys get that. That's part of folklore, and that's part of legend. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of guys throw Kobe in the GOAT debate because of that. How they how did Kobe make them feel watching them play basketball? It's something It's something to be said about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when, when their team was down two and Kobe came down court, and four flatted everybody. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got it. Trey ball, like over the top, whatever. And you know that that, that and you know he did stuff like that, and it made us forget. It makes you almost forget about the shots that he missed, the big shots that he missed, didn't make whatever, and they lost games because of. Or you know, it ain't Kobe fault they lost, but I'm saying like you know the big shots that he missed. Yeah. Uh, he he said it though. He was like, man, you know they gonna they gonna be mad at you. They hate you when you miss it, but then you know they are gonna love you when you make the next one. So. Shoot it every time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is. So I feel like that that was working in Kobe's favor a lot too. Because like you said about AI, AI did he had this legend in the folklore and the impact on basketball on his side. On the and when that side of it, he a goat. Like he top three. Mm-hmm. But then you get to add in the accolades and the stats and the accomplishments. And then he he just don't measure up to them other guys. But yeah. Mike and Kobe, they up there. And that factor, and that, yeah, because Kobe got both too, mm-hmm. he got both in his favor. So that's why a lot of people throw him in there. I don't think LeBron really got the folklore impact legend that them guys got. They just don't. He just don't. Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing about LeBron. He doesn't like if you if you strip away statistically what he's done. I think his folklore mm-hmm. is his folklore is more of like his athleticism not declining like him in year oh, 20 yeah. looking like year 10 still of him his iq and his memory and you know but that's not enough to just be like like nobody wants to be like lebron like it's hard to replicate what lebron is and what he does like his impact is really more off the court as far as 
technically on the court, but as far as like taking care of your body, like it's, it's been well reported that he's invested a billion dollars a year. I don't know how true that still is today, but you know, whenever year that came out, I think he was in Miami at that point. You know, he invested, you know, a billion dollars into his body and his health and everything and how uh, he takes care of himself, the eating, like that part of what his impact kind of is to the game. But we talked about it before with the uh, Redeem team talk of how Kobe might have really influenced LeBron doing more of that. He just took what Kobe did. Like Kobe took what Jordan did right to this level. LeBron said, Kobe, you're doing what? So I'm taking it from here and taking it to here. So LeBron might be the, the face of it, but the father of it is Kobe. The grandfather might be Jordan, depending mm-hmm. on what we're talking about here. So, Thanks. you know, in that reference, I'll probably give it to Kobe. Kobe might be the forefather of it, the OG of, you know, that level of doing things. But technically, I ain't going go down the rabbit hole. But uh, Le- LeBron doesn't really have the folkloreism to him. And some of that is because he's been knocked so long for not being a clutch player. But, you know, that shot he had against the Magic in 08 or 09, it's up there. That little float he had, it was kind of ugly, but it still went in. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but he was with the Cavs at that point, too. Against the Pacers. I think that was 2018. I don't think it was Pacers. I think it was the – Talking about the the floater going left, he floated with the right, hit the glass. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was against the Pacers. Not the Paul George Pacers, the Victor Oladipo Pacers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking like Pacers. Nah, they, that was like 2013. Nah, 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 nah. So You might be right. Nah. It might be them. I was thinking Raptors, but the point is uh, that shot, you know, I mean, it doesn't have too many things like that to where it's like he doesn't have the buzzer beaters like that. He has a couple floaters and little little shots here and there, but he doesn't have enough of it to be like, like Kobe. We, we got highlight after highlight after highlight after highlight. Jordan, we got highlight after highlight after highlight. We can endlessly go on like the impact that he has. Nobody's emotionally tied to LeBron like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of tough. His his impact is really more off the court, the business mindset and him making it oh, yeah. more acceptable for players to move around and uh like now is you you're an anomaly if a player's on the team for his whole career. Like Dame and Brad Bill and Curry. Maybe Draymond and Clay, like they're you're anomaly now to be on your team for your whole career. So LeBron's he's he's the he's the face of making that a shift. Him and KD, really. So LeBron's greatness isn't tied to that half of what I he doesn't have the color part of it, the flavoring, the seasoning to make his greatness stand out. It's really the folklore of like, bro, you've been to the finals half of your career. Like that's that's the bulk of what you can say about him. So it's not like, man, he don't put the fear in you like that, you know. So it's like it's a little stuff like that that just kind of throws his his step down when we talk about. Because you say the most impactful players in the game, LeBron's maybe fifth, like all the time. LeBron's probably fifth, you know. So it's I don't know, but that's that's a. Interesting thought to have, like LeBron's one of the greatest players of all time, but he doesn't have that half of his. That, that's probably the one real blemish of his career that he doesn't have, like that level of impact on the game. So that's an interesting thought, man. Yeah, I just it's something I've thought about for a while. But um, again, you know, get kind of getting back on topic. So yeah, 
Uh, just taking what you said, taking what I said, I would say our joint definition, B-Ball Jones podcast definition of greatness, and you can let me know if I'm wrong or whatever. Great, greatest is the most accomplished and most impactful player or like or joint of those two. So the great, the player with the most accomplishments and, you know, and impact on the game. Or that's, biggest impact on the game. Yeah, that, that's a fair, it's definitely like a sentence structure of mm. what the GOAT is. Is like you said, their accomplishments and their impact. That's a fair, I think that's a fair definition to throw behind what makes a GOAT a GOAT. So, like, okay, now I want to, I just thought about this. So, now let's remove basketball, the mm. GOAT of football. Who could you throw in that conversation? I know it's really tough because you got 22. Excuse me, 22 different uh positions. So it's like that's that's a whole different debate we can go down. But like just throwing out some people that you, you know, love and adore, but like who could you say a goat of football is? Tom Brady, obviously. Yep. Uh some people be like uh Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. And some people say Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh some people say Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh those are just a couple guys, you know. So is the accomplishments tied to the impact of the game is what makes them the GOAT. And I, I feel like football heads completely agree with those guys. So, like, yeah, Jerry Rice is a GOAT when we're talking about football. Randy Moss is a GOAT when we're talking about football. Like, T.O., maybe. I think he's, I think he's debatable. Uh, but, like, like, legit growing up, bro, you got Moss on. Everybody knew what that meant. Like that's that's common language. Like he's part of the culture for life. Bro. You got milestone. Thanks. Like your name is literally synonymous with the game. Like it's that's just crazy to me sometimes, bro. Like there's nothing like that with basketball. Where it's like, like you got Shaq on. Like like what? What are you talking about? Like you got you got Jordan. Uh, what? Like you don't have a thing like that. Like literally football. You got milestone. Everybody, if you're a football player, I ain't. Even, I mean, football player. I don't identify myself with that. But growing up playing with the neighborhood, boy, oh, you milestone, like little stuff like that. It just, it's just too close. Then he got the stats and everything tied to it. So, Moss is, is a goat. And he's in that conversation about it. Lawrence Taylor, hands down, one of the greatest defensive players to touch the turf. So it's just like, I feel like that's a fair definition to throw in there. Like, I feel like that's synonymous with goat conversations of anything and everything so your accolades uh, and accomplishments are tied to your impact i think those two put together is what makes a goat in any field any conversation whatever so that that's where goat is your accomplishments tied to your impact yeah it's almost like a formula accomplishments plus impact equals greatness (laughs) See, we, we just can't. Hey, man, we got a uh, trademark and pay in that one, bro. So uh, I can't put it out till we get the <laughs> the legals. So hey, facts. <laughs> put put that on the t shirt. <laughs> hey, accomplishments oh. plus impact <laughs> yep. equals greatness. Hey, hey, so. hey, why are you playing? I might make that a whole thing. You feel me? Like, hey, man. Let's see how many views this episode. <laughs> 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 Yeah, y'all comment oh. below, man. If y'all if y'all if y'all feeling that and y'all buy that shirt, let us know and I can make something work. 
feel me? So put the comments below. Matter of fact, I'm gonna try to make this a clip for social media. If y'all want that to be a thing, let me know and we we can finesse something for y'all, you know, and make that work. But uh hey, we might be on to something, bro. I'm just letting you know. Might be. I like it though. I like this. I like y'all. <laughs> so mental toughness is one of the biggest things that I know pretty much every coach preaches to the players, and it's also one of the biggest factors in the players' game is the mental toughness. So um I know that a lot of coaches wish their players would be mentally tougher and they struggle with teaching them and understanding you know what mental toughness is to apply it to the game. So to help you guys out, I wrote a whole ebook breaking down what mental toughness is, different factors that make up what mental toughness is, and uh, different ways that you can apply it to your life and your game because it's a good blend of uh, the player and the person of how both sides of you can grow in your mental toughness. So I wrote I broke it down in an ebook, the mental toughness playbook. The whole ebook is about 50 pages, a little less than 50 pages, easy to read, a simple breakdown of what mental toughness is, different factors and different areas in it that impact your mental toughness and uh how you can grow and develop in there. So if you look interested in it, send the description below. So go ahead and look in the uh hit that link and invest into yourself by investing into your mindset and mental toughness. Because I personally believe that um, your your brain and your mind is so much powerful than you give it credit. So invest into your mindset and then your body will follow afterwards. So the mental toughness playbook, get the ebook below. Uh, if you tune into it, thank you. I appreciate it. If not, it's fine. Get back to the rest of the episode. See you later. So yeah, man, let's let's roll into uh, best player. I like that one. Let's go to the best player. So what is your definition of what makes the best player? Okay, the best player, this one kind of easy, can't lie. Best player, most talented. Who got the most overall talent? That's the best player. Like, now I'm going to give you give you a prime example of what the best player is. You go to the gym, you go to your local red, your local gym, whatever, you go play pickup. The guy who walks in and they say, hey, bro, you hooping? You and me. He the best player. If every time, let me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. My fellow viewers of the B Ball Jones podcast, I'm assuming most of y'all hoop. If you don't, I mean, you, you, you might be playing for a team or you just go out and hoop on your own. I'm assuming most of y'all do. Some of y'all might not. Some of y'all might just be basketball heads and enjoy the, enjoy the game. We love y'all too. But for the hoopers listening, when you go play pickup, if you don't have to call ups, if you ain't never called next or downs, whatever y'all call it at your, other, at your local gyms, you yep. one of the best players. Yep. The best players I ain't got a call next. Feel me? <laughs> and yep. you know, that could be, you know, that it's some variations that sometimes guys get to picking their homeboys or like the five they came in with, whatnot. But yep. if you don't have to call downs and you don't be waiting for a long time, you're probably the best player. Yep. To be real. And if you do call downs, I ain't trying to talk down on you, but you might need to work on your game, y'all boys. <laughs> But you know, the best player is the most talented. Mm-hmm. Who is the most talented player here? Yeah. So when we talk about the best player in the league, who is the most talented player? Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna get into MVP later, like the most valuable player. But you know, we had that talk before too. Does most valuable player or the person who wins the MVP mean you the best player? No. Because for 15 years, we was calling LeBron James the best player in the world, and he got four MVPs. Some ain't adding up. Mm-hmm. 
Phil. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever said the guy who won MVP was the best player in the world for those years. No one ever said that. We have all came to a consensus. LeBron James, the best player in the world. The best player in basketball, LeBron James. We all knew, but he only got four MVPs. That lets you know that there's a difference between best and valuable, most valuable. So I just want to throw that out there. But, yeah, the simple terms for best, the most talented player. Who got the most mix of skill, longevity, you know, IQ, all that good stuff. That is the best player. So that's my my basic definition of that. So what, what would you say? Yeah, I got to agree. Um, it's basically, I'm going to give my remix of what you're saying. So for me, it's really simply come down to the eye test. And um, mm. like, I don't care what your stats are. I don't care what your accomplishments. I don't care what your awards are. Like you said, I don't care how many MVPs you have. That doesn't make you the best player. Like Joker was not, no offense, he was not the best player last year. He mm. he had the best season. That's mm-hmm. the MVP kind of, I'm not trying to jump ahead to, but MVP kind of goes down. Basically, the MVP is, no, I don't go there. But uh, hmm. it goes, the best player goes to who has the eye test. And for me personally, I like to try to make it relatable to people. The, what does what 2K rating says? Like, what is, what are 2K stats looking like? Like, how how many stats are at this level? Your shooting is up here, rebounding here, defense here, steals, assists. Like, everything has to be at a certain caliber. It's like, I can't, I can't call you the best player when you got – half your stats in the 70s like what, what are we talking about here bro like no you're not the best player you might be a great player but you got too many things below this threshold to be a great player and yeah like you might be uh like you said you might go to an open gym and get picked up but that gym really ain't the best you know we'll be honest like that, that talent pool ain't the best brother so yeah you might be picked up every time but go step into this gym you 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 see not the first game Let's talk about that now. So, you know, if, if I think about it like this too, when when every year or the past couple of years when the NBA has the All Star Draft, right? Mm. It's usually like the first. It's really like a, a small list of like four or five people who he knows and be like, who besides LeBron, like it's been LeBron and Katie, LeBron and Giannis, and I think Steph and LeBron has been like the pickers. So, LeBron's never been first overall pick because he's been the picker, but. If if we if me if we were having a draft right now of you know you building a team who you picking it's only like five people we're gonna have a debate as who the first pick it's really five it's LeBron KD Steph Giannis it's only four people we, we having a discussion <laughs> oh, I'm so wait on the fifth man I'm like dang who, who number five <laughs> no it's four people I, I, I'll take that back so only four people we're having a discussion of like who you want to have as number one overall pick. And all four of those are very like valid. I will I would not be looking at you crazy if you picked any of those four guys. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Well, mm-hmm. I'm picking from another three now. And somebody else, like, okay, I'm picking from another two. So nobody would be looking like, dang, man, like you picked him? Like, really? So nobody's gonna have a conversation. Like it's just like, all right, cool. Uh, LeBron, let me get KD then. Oh, you got KD? Let me get Steph. Get Steph, let me be honest. Everybody, nobody's gonna be mad, like, dang, man, I wish I could have got him. Like you might feel okay to get your boy, but you ain't finna be looking sad because you got Katie or Steph or LeBron as your consolation prize. Like that's that's, eh, you know, I'm not losing. I, I think it would be okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd be doing solid. So it's like 
that's how I feel like the best player is. Like Giannis might be not be the most skilled player, but overall, the eye this is why I said the eye test too. The eye test of what this man can do on the floor is just like, ooh, I, I think I would like him to be on my team over a lot of other guys right now. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like the best player is your eye test with a combination of how high your skill is as far as like the, the 2K rating of what you have. So that's what it comes down for me, your best player. So I don't I don't care about your stats because that can be fluffed, you know, fluffed up a little bit. I don't care about, you know, what awards you have. It's not that impressive because that can flip another way or another. So it's really come down to the eye test of what I see you doing on the floor, which I wish we could kind of get back to when we talk about certain stuff. And it's kind of weird to say, but like you took like players know what I'm talking about, but like your two K ratings of what you do. Like kind of like you said, the talent of players. So we having a draft. Are you in the discussions of the first overall pick? And if you're not, you're in that second realm of the best players. So that's kind of what for me with the definition of when you're talking about the best player overall. And that's solid. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's very solid. So I wanted to ask you this while we're on the subject of best player. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people feel as though Shaquille O'Neal was not the best player or was never the best player in the league. And they say that because a lot of guys, I ain't, you know, I ain't trying to say no, I, you know, I've heard, let me say, I've heard multiple people say Shaquille O'Neal could not have been the best player in the league at any point in time because all he can do is dunk or all he did was dunk. So I want to ask you this. Do you ever feel like a player who cannot you know, do all facets of the game. Can't handle and shoot and pass and dribble, all that good stuff. If you can't do all the facets of the game, do you feel like you cannot be considered the best player of the game? Because nobody gonna sit up here and act like Shaquille O'Neal could dribble well. Nobody gonna act like he was a great passer. Nobody gonna. Act, nobody for sure is gonna say he's a good shooter. But the things he did, he did at such a high level that he didn't need the other things. And, you know, I feel like basketball is about balance also. Because mm-hmm. you said, like you said about your 2K rating. Shaq 2K rating, you're three, hit 350 some, obviously. Or however low, the lowest you can go. I know it don't go to zero, but you're, 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 his 2K three-point rating in the 50s, probably. Yeah. His dunk a 99. Standing dunk 99. Driving dunk 99. <laughs> Inside layup 99. You know what I'm saying? The stuff he did good he did better than anybody else. So he did it at such a high level. The other stuff ain't really matter. He ain't need to be able to dribble. He ain't need to be able to shoot. He going to get 34 right here off this block, and mm-hmm. you can't stop it. So do you feel like somebody who is not good at all facets of the game, like a LeBron, like LeBron can shoot, pass, dribble, drive. Steph Curry can shoot, pass, dribble, drive. KD can shoot, pass, dribble, drive. Like – do you feel like a guy who's not doing all facets of the game cannot be the best? Or do you think it's about, like, what he actually is getting done with what he has? So, yes and no. Because I'll say, yes, he can be. Because Shaq was so great at what he was great at. That there's a reason why we have him in the conversation of the best centers of all time. Because you want to go you know, bar for bar, skill for skill, Kim Olajuwon should be number one overall. Like, right. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If we're looking at like, at that specific, like what he can do on the floor. Skill-wise, Kim Olajuwon is 
you can argue the most skilled player all time. You could really argue that. So if that's the case, Shaq is nowhere to be found. But he made his way by being that dominant. Like that skill is cute, bro. Catch this bow and I'm dunking on you. Like he has a level of dominance. Like if he wanted to, he could be like, you know, how it was it's famous. Like Bird was known to tell dudes, like, yo, I'm gonna count on the floor, spin baseline and drift fade out, fade out of bounds and drop this in your eye. Like, what? Literally, next play, spin, fade out of bounds, drop it in your eye. And it's like, yo, he literally just told me that and he went and did it. Like, that's another level of mindset of dominance to go out here and do that. Shaq had a level of dominance where he could probably do that every game, every play. He'd be like, yo, I'm finna just. Like he didn't have too many moves when in his post game, like little jump hook, drop step dunk on you. That's pretty much what his post moves were. Like he didn't have like a a big array of footwork, and he just like that's what Dream came in. So like Shaq was so dominant with what he did that you had to mention him night in night out. His thing too, because people try to use this to discredit Kobe. If that's the case, Kobe. Should be the best player of the Lakers team, but he wasn't. People try to discredit mm-hmm. Kobe. Say, "Oh, you weren't the best player on that years, but you won a three peat." There's only so many teams that won a three peat. It's hard to do that without being a certain caliber of player. So, if Kobe wasn't the man on that team, only one other man you can look at. So that man has to be in discussion when we're talking about this. So you can't discredit Kobe and discredit Shaq at the same time. That doesn't that doesn't add up here. Even Derek Fisher, like Robert Ort, what are we doing here? Like, no. Shaq or Kobe? It's not Kobe. Okay, it's Shaq. And so that's why I feel like when you're having this conversation, it just makes more sense for it to be like. That's why I said the eye test plays a big role because stats, well, not stats wise, but like your your uh, skill wise, Shaq is not that skilled. Like Orlando Shaq, yeah, but overall, nah, he's not that skilled. So for me personally, it's a little bit of both because Giannis fits the same category. He's not that most. He not his handles ain't are amazing. His shot is average at best like he's not like amazing at any of those things but there's a reason why we just mentioned him as one of the four best players in the game you feel me so it's not all about you know the overall level of your skill it's also about the eye test and what you do like we had this conversation before of like every time you uh you got starting five of all-time greats right there somebody throw out you know uh they throw out magic uh jordan bird uh, dream and let's say Rodman. Who you throwing out as your five to beat these team? Then somebody I throw out, you know, somebody Shaq, Kobe, Brun, KD, Steph Curry, just for my generation. And it's funny, man. Every time you see Shaq on one of them lists, nobody ever has an answer for who's guarding Shaq. Mm-hmm. Never. So you can't be that dominant of a player and not mention as being one of the best players. All the time, it's hard. It's like you can't be that dominant because nobody has an answered. Nobody in the history of the 76, 77, how many years it is now, years of the game, nobody can stop you. But you're not one of the best players all the time. Nah, that's kind of tough for me to believe. So, right, you don't have to be the most skilled, but you have to be that good at what you do to be in that conversation. And that's where Shaq, he's an outlier when it comes to that. So, him, Will, and Giannis are in that conversation of being that great at what they do. To where, yeah, a lot of your other skills are down here, but it's not a one-on-one competition. It's not just like that. Like people undervalue how great it is to be a team player and how great it is to do other stuff besides just one-on-one. So 
I feel like, yes, your overall skill matters. But if you're so great and so dominant in another area or other areas that you can't be stopped, that says a lot about you, too. So um, Shaq is in that conversation, the best players all time, you know, because you can't. And there's nothing in his position. He's a center. Like, come on now. Like, you're not looking for your center to handle the ball that much. Even Thanks. Joel and beating Joker for today, we're not looking for them to be like, well, bring the ball to the floor. You're looking stupid. Maybe another 10 years we look for that. But right now, no. That's along with the answer of like me saying that nah, Shaq is, is still mentioned as one of the best players, regardless of how skilled or unskilled he is, because he's so dominant that you can't leave him out of that conversation. Thanks. Okay. I also think the same thing. I just wanted to get the, get your input, you know, ask you, see what you thought. Cause I, like, like, yeah, I'm glad you um correlated that to my boy Giannis because like, you know, I've been defending him for years. <laughs> years. <laughs> So people talking about, man, he ain't got no bag, he ain't got this, he ain't got no skill, whatever. But he get the job done. Mm-hmm. Like, give me somebody doing their job, somebody, give me somebody doing their job ugly, but getting it done over somebody sitting pretty at work not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me that all day, every day. So I just wanted to get your input on that. But, yeah, I definitely agree. It's more about what are you getting done? What can you do? For your team, for like, what are you doing in the league? Like, are you the best at what you do? Mm-hmm. Then you are the best player. Are you the best at basketball? So, Shaq can't shoot, he can't dribble, can't pass, but he is the best because he's doing the most. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nobody's doing what he's doing, therefore, he is the best. And so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to go and throw that in there. So let's get the you know the summarization of uh, what is the best player. What what is going to be our definition for the best player? Hmm, let's see. Let's mix That's what a little we said. All right, I would say the most talented, or not. not I ain't gonna say talented because then that kind of would take away from from the great Shaquille O'Neal. I would say the best player. Is the player with the biggest impact on his? You know, that's almost saying like most value. Yeah, I I would I would still throw talented in there because even with that, once again, we're talking about Shaq, Will, and Giannis. Out of the thousands Mm -hmm. of players in the history of the game, only three people are in that conversation of lack of skill, but still that great and in, in the best at what they do thousands hundreds and thousands of players have been in the game only three are in that conversation of what we're talking about here like there's a reason why Wilt is mentioned as one of the best centers and Shaq is mentioned as one of the best centers and Giannis is mentioned best place in the game today and depending on what position you have him at all time you know whatever so like talent does play a role into it but let's go back to our formula so talent plays a role into it so talent plus Kind of impact, kind of, but not really. Um, the best player. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. I would say it's a mix of. I would say it's a mix of most talented and impactful, like on your team, or like in in the league. Like who is the person in the league with the most talent and impact 
is the best player. So I'll say talent because it's a mix plus of both impact plus dominance. I think that plays a role with the with the, with the best player is too. Because so like if if you ask the media for years, LeBron's been the best player. But then you ask KD, I mean ask other players, players, they'll say KD has been the best player. Like who they this kind of goes down to like who's stopping KD. He has that level of dominance in the game and where it's like, what can he not do on the floor? Talent. Uh, what we say he has impact because he does a little bit of everything and he's he's winning games too. He's won the MVPs, he's won championships, all that stuff. And he's dominating because once again, you're not stopping KD. So it's talent plus impact plus dominance. I think all three of those together, you don't have to be amazing at all three because once again, Shaq was not the most talented per se, but his impact and dominance were unmatched. But he still had a level of talent and skill about him. There's nothing like act like Shaq just a bum out here. He just overpowered everybody. Like he still has some skill to him too. Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, I'll say the recipe for best player is talent plus impact plus dominance. Okay, I can go for that. Yeah. Okay. So we got our formula for for greatness. I mean, for best. So. so the best equals what I say, talent plus impact. Dominance, and we would say the goat was uh impact plus um accomplishments. Yep, compliments as accolades. And that's a nice little that's that's two t shirts right there, brother. Man, Talent plus impact little... plus dominance equals the best. <laughs> We got a little formula going. The series. <laughs> yeah, I got. You got to get a lawyer for the for the podcast, man. So we get all this stuff cleared before we start dropping it. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that copyrighted, my boy. Copyright. Uh, I got no trade trademark and patent. Yeah. I think we got to get patent on it too. I think so. Yeah. 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 Trademark and patent. Like. Yeah. This is. Well, we'll, we'll find somebody. But uh. <laughs> But we got one more though. We got one more. Wait, oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Hold on, real quick. I got a, I just got a quick question for you. All right, okay, look, 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 look. So, what is your goal? Like, what are you going after right now in your life? Right? Are you looking to make the team? Okay, you didn't make the team, but you're looking to figure out how to make the team coming up. Or maybe you made the team, but you're running the bench. You're not playing like you want to. Or maybe you're playing a little bit like you want to, but you're not a starter, or you're not finishing the games like you want to. Or maybe you're the player, but you just you're just not quite where you want to be as far as recognizing your county or maybe your conference or your state, whatever you're trying to be recognized at. Um, whatever your goal is, I want you to forget about that. Like put it like it put it on the board or something, write it down in your phone and just put it somewhere and tuck it away. I want you to take that goal, throw it over there, and now I want you to write a new one, right? I want you to write P R O G. R E S S progress. I want you to make progress your goal. Okay. So take that big goal that you have now and take it, put it in your back pocket and just figure out how to make progress and work towards that goal. Because sometimes we get so caught up on the goal of the, the end goal where we want to be that we don't keep working forward 
and looking working towards that goal like we should be. So every day I want you to wake up and figure out how to just make progress. How can I be better today than I was yesterday? It's the new tomorrow. The same as that thing. Figure out how can I be better today than I was yesterday. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you did yesterday. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Your goal today is to make progress be better than you was yesterday. And so just to need, if you need a reminder about that, all I want you to do is to have a reminder. I want you to go ahead and get one of these hoodies. Or you get you a t-shirt. I got, I got a couple options for you. So get you a hoodie or a t-shirt just, just to remind yourself, just to keep it as a as a memento. to be like, man, today's goal is to make progress. My only goal is to make progress. Progress is the only goal. So if that fits you and you feel like you need to make progress to be your goal, go ahead and hit the link in the description below and invest into yourself. Invest into that reminder. Treat it like an alarm clock to remind you that you need to make progress. Make sure that you're focused and being intentional about the work that you have today. So progress is the only goal. Uh, hit the description below to invest into yourself. It's not about me. Investing into yourself to remind yourself that progress is my goal for today. So that, that's enough for me, man. I hope I didn't interrupt you. Get back to the episode. <clears throat> All right. I think this is probably the, the most interesting one. And we kind of got into it earlier. MVP. Mm -hmm. Most valuable player. So what are your thoughts, feelings, definitions surrounding the most valuable of players? I think the most valuable player is the player who does the most for their team. That is the most valuable player, as I see it. The person who does the most for their team. And that's why we've always considered LeBron. Uh, people people genuinely, generally say LeBron really supposed to have like 10 MVPs. People say the same thing about Mike. People say Kobe's supposed to have more MVPs. Because they, we all feel like they were doing the most for their team at the time. Like LeBron with the with the points, rebounds, assists, he he give you almost a triple double every night. Play guard, you know, in his prime, he could guard any position. Uh, Mike, you know, scoring titles on scoring titles, but he also guard, not afraid to guard the best defender. I mean, the best player, all that good stuff. That's doing the most for your team. Same thing for Kobe, scoring, but also taking on the 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 best the best scoring guard, the other team's best scorer. Like that is doing the most for your team, <laughs> you know, and that, I feel like that's what that's value. And I feel like a lot of times when we talking about value and this is this is I'm pretty sure most anybody would agree with this scoring, scoring the basketball, the ability to score the basketball is the most value commodity in basketball. Like that's the most important facet of the game, the ability to score. You're not going nowhere without scoring the ball. And that's why all good teams have at least one guy who can just get a bucket whenever. Like you get to him get him and get a bucket. Because that's the most important facet of the game. So we often think the person scoring the most is the most valuable player or the best player. Well, that's not necessarily true. The most valuable player is doing more than one thing. And that's that I feel like that may maybe may just my thinking. But like case in point. We feel like James Harden, a lot of people feel like James Harden should have got an MVP over Russell Westbrook one particular year when he averaged a triple-double. And James averaging like 36 points a game. But the thing about it was Russ's team was like he was the only star there and he was the only one, you know, he was the only like 
big, big name there. And his team probably wasn't good enough to make the playoffs without him. Most likely was not. And he he's averaging a triple-double. Almost like he's doing everything for them. You know, willing his team. Got him to the playoffs. Give him MVP. A lot of people feel like, man, James, James Harden's supposed to have MVP. He averaged 36 a game. But it's like, and you know, I understood that sentiment. But at the same time, it's like, James Harden is only scoring. Like, and you know, we had the stigma, like, James Harden don't play no defense. James Harden is an ISO player. He can pass, but he's an ISO guy, you know. He, you give him, give him space and let him go to work. Dribble, 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 as Charles Barkley would say, and let him get a bucket. So that's kind of how we looked at James Harden at the time. So they gave MVP to Russ. Next year, James did end up getting the MVP. And then, you know, James Harden, not trying to rag on James Harden too much, but then when Giannis won MVP, he was kind of getting to my boy Case, throwing shade. Like, man, you know, I wish I could just run and dunk. I actually have to have skill. But the thing about it is, Giannis is doing more than scoring. He's still averaging 26, 28 points a game, but he's rebounding. He's defending. He's probably the best hillside defender in the game besides Rudy Gobert. And, like, he, he has impact on the game outside of scoring. It's one of the things, like, it's one of the things, like, if I take this away from your game, what are you doing? And, like, if it's for James Harden, if I – like, we all seen James Harden have nights where he just don't make no shots. Or he might he might come out the game with, like, 11. We all seen them games out of James. What else did he do in the game? We don't know. But if Giannis come out of a game, ain't scored a whole lot of points, got 12, maybe 10 points, he going to have still 15 rebounds. He's still going to have you two blocks and a steal. He's still the impact of the game in other ways. So that's value. And I, so that's where, that's where my definition comes from. Who is doing the most for their team night in and night out? So that's where I would go with my definition of va- most valuable. So what, where would you go? What would you consider the definition of most valuable? Uh, this is the toughest one just because um, it's so much that goes into value. And I think we've mm-hmm. talked about it on the podcast. I know I made a post about it one day, but I don't know if we talked. I know I talked to you about it, but I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. But um, this is the toughest one for me personally to, to define and talk about because, like I was saying earlier, you know, the best player doesn't, well, we said earlier, the best player doesn't always win MVP every year. Or the best player that year doesn't win MVP that year either. So mm-hmm. by the NBA definition of what the MVP is, it is a mixture of what player had the best season slash who has the best storyline. So it's oh, like, yeah. storyline plays a huge role into it, whether they want to admit it or not. Because if you really want to go, like you said, if we were, if you want to do that, Jordan should have way more MVPs. LeBron should have more MVPs, Steph and Katie. It should really be a bounce between – should have been a bounce between Steph Curry, LeBron, and KD for like who's winning MVP every year. Like, no offense to Westbrook, but he shouldn't have one that's the case because he was never the best player any of these years. So it's mm-hmm. like, and I love Westbrook. That's my dude. He had, he, I think he had the best year that year. You average triple double, yes. But that's kind of weird because storyline wise, oh, you already did that, bro. That's old news. He did that like the next two years too. So he did, I think three or four years 
he averaged a triple double, and that's just mind blowing alone, bro. But he didn't. He only won MVP once. That was the storyline for that year. After that, it's like all oh, this old news. What's the next storyline? So, and it's, it's just a weird thing because you know if we go by what the NBA says, then that's what the definition should be: who has the best year, who's who's having that best season, and who has the best storyline. So both of those put together is what makes the NBA's most valuable player. But I think it overall in totality, I think of course impact. Like impact is just the. I think that's one of our. If you had a, a B. Ball Jones dictionary of like a go-to words, impact is one of those ones that we just you have to throw in there because we talk about it so often. So impact is definitely a part of the equation, the formula of the most valuable. Um, so I'm trying to find the right words to mix together because it's nothing that's for me personally. Here's how here's how I view most valuable. Right, if I took this player. And remove them from this team, just as just as they are. What team falls the hardest? So if every year we're talking about MVP, Joker versus Embiid, who does the most with the least? That's part of what it is. That's part of what for me personally, what the MVP. That's that's a piece, and not the whole thing, but that's a piece of it, because that's not completely fair to GMs and all the other stuff. You can't discredit me, the player, for having a great GM to like support me. You know what I mean? So it's just. That's mm-hmm. touchy. So um that that's a piece of it though. So if for me personally, Draymond is the most valuable player for the Warriors. He's obviously mm-hmm. the best player. Steph Curry is the best player. But if you took Draymond out of the Warriors, nobody's replacing everything that Draymond brings to that team. Steph Curry, you take him out of that team. They they'll survive for two seconds. But they're gonna drown real quickly because Steph Curry, his value to that team is so high and so it's so different. You can't really do that. But Draymond, for me personally, his value is a little bit higher. So his impact as far as what, we, what he does and brings is just because that's what that's what makes the Warriors the Warriors more than anything else. So Draymond's obviously not the best player, but he's still the most valuable for me. Now here's where I've had this debate with myself back and forth. I think LeBron and Jordan are the two only players who have been the best and the most valuable on almost every team they've had. Because most other teams, yeah, you're the best player, but you can argue that Pippen was the most valuable. You can argue that. I think that's a fair debate to have. Uh, The Heat years, you you could – Argue that Dwayne Wade is a little more valuable because he closed the game. Maybe Chris Bosh more valuable. That's that's the debate that you could really have. I won't be mad about that. But to define most valuable is so tough, man. So I think impact is is for sure on there. And I was looking at different words. So like to actually define what value is. Uh, let me go back. So valuable. Um, a thing that is of great worth, especially a small item. Of personal property, I shouldn't read that last part. That nothing to do with it, but something that is of great worth, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said before, if you remove this thing or this player from the team, they're automatically dropping. We've seen LeBron's value and worth. One year in Cleveland, championship, or at least to the finals. Next year, first overall pick. There's there's no if ands or buts around that man's value. That's that's easily what that was. You could debate this with Jordan. One year he's playing, 
retires next year, they're still in the playoffs. Still talking about winning the best teams in the league. So who's more valuable to who? That in that case, that that you know boost up LeBron. So it's like little stuff like that I can see as being valuable, man. But I think words we have to look at when we're considering the most valuable is of course impact. Um I think influence is the word we have to look at too. Who influences the team the most? Not necessarily the league and all the bigger picture like we talked about before, but who influences the team? And then last is like um priceless. I can't think of a better word, but like the, the, they're priceless to this team. Like, man, if, if you if you took this player off the team, it, they're they're not the they're not the same anymore. They're they're too priceless for this team. You can't put a dollar amount to what they bring and what they what they add. So I can't really come up with a definition, be real with you, man. Um like I said, this is the toughest one for me, but I think the most valuable player comes down to their impact, their influence to the team, and like them being priceless to what they they offer. So I think that's the best I got for right now, man. Uh hopefully about before we end this episode, I'll come up with a better, you know, more thought out thing, but that's the best I got for right now. Man, it don't sound bad to me. So uh I, I try to put our definitions together. So mm-hmm. I think what what we are both saying is the most valuable player is the player like and it's crazy. I don't want to say the word impact for all three of them. I feel like we just said impact for all three words, but they mean something different in all three. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's weird, but impact is big in basketball. Like what are you doing to impact the game? Mm-hmm. So but I would say value is or most valuable would be the player with the biggest impact on this team, like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm going to clarify a little bit. So when we said greatest and we talked about impact, we talked about impact on the game overall, mm-hmm. like the game of basketball, the story of basketball. What was your impact? How big is your chapter in the book of basketball? That's what we talking about when we say impact and greatness. When we say impact and best, we talking about your impact on the league or your team every day. Like your, your the league you play, the era you played in, were you the best? Did you have the most impact on the league? That's what we talking about when we say the best. When we say impact in terms of the best. Mm-hmm. And then we say impact in terms of value. What is your impact on your team? Night in, night out, Monday against the Grizzlies, Wednesday against the Lakers, Friday against the Warriors. What was your impact on the game? And then Sunday y'all played the Jazz and you didn't play and y'all got beat by 30. Mm. <laughs> like, that, that all is what – that is kind of what we are saying in impact. So impact is considered – we consider something different in all three uh, words mm. we're talking about. But – Going back to value, so value, yeah, I, like you said, I want to pause you right there because that was beautifully said. I really like that. I like that. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, man. Communication major, not too big, but <laughs> but <laughs> I thought that one. <laughs> but impact on on a day to day basis is what we talking about when we say yeah. most valuable. So, like, we, like case in point. When Kevin Durant played for the Warriors, there was a big stat circulating, like that you know ESPN, Sports Center, they all put out there. Games that Kevin Durant didn't play in, 
when that team was together, the Warriors had a winning record. Matter of fact, I don't think they only lost like two of the games he didn't play in out of like like almost twenty. Mm-hmm. Like the games Kevin Durant didn't play in, they was fine. They won. Clearly, because you know, then you know his last year there, he was hurt in the playoffs, and they made the finals almost without him completely. <laughs> so Kevin Durant was their best player, but he wasn't their most valuable. Then they had Steph Curry right under that. It's like, all right, game Steph Curry didn't play. No, Draymond. The games Draymond didn't play. He only missed like 10, 12 games or something. But they was like 500 out of them games. Like if it was 12, they was like 6-6 six six or like 7-5, something like that. So they had, lo- they had lost more games without Draymond and less opportunity than they did with Kevin Durant in multiple games. Mm-hmm. Like way more games. So that lets you know Draymond's value. Then they had Steph Curry. The game Steph Curry missed, which was about 15, 16, something like that. The games he missed, they had only won like three or four of them. Yep. That lets you know the impact that Steph Curry had. Like, nobody argued Kevin Durant was their best player. Like, nobody will argue that. Kevin Durant was the best player on the Warriors at the time. But it was known knowledge. It was, like, completely known around the league and around basketball circles. The Warriors did not need him. They didn't need him. Therefore, he was never the most valuable player. And that's why nobody on the Warriors was ever considered for MVP in the league. Because it's like, either way, y'all, y'all boy winning. It was You could kind of throw Steph in there. But how can we throw Steph in there for most valuable player if he also ain't the best player? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, man, KD, y'all best player. We're not going to give MVP to Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's more valuable than KD on the winning team. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know where value comes in. At. Same thing with the Grizzlies last year. The Grizzlies played like 20-something games without John Morant last year, and they'd only lost two. They had played the Warriors in the final, not the playoffs in the finals, but in the playoffs last year. And they played three, they went to game seven. They played three games with draw with Ja and three games without Ja. No, six. My bad. They went to six games. They played three games without Ja and three games with Ja. They went one and two with Ja. They went one and two without. Feel me? So that lets you know the Grizzlies was a great team with or without John Moran. John Morant, they best player, but it lets you know his value ain't stacking up to a lot of other guys in the league because they play and they they are good without him. So therefore, he's not the most valuable player in the league. Then we got with your prime example of LeBron James. LeBron James, there one year in Cleveland, going to the finals. My man take his talents to South Beach. Next year, first round overall pick. First pick in the draft. Not first round. First pick. Lottery. (laughs) That's impact. That's value. Something we cannot replace. Something of great worth, as you you stated in the uh, dictionary definition. So those are the things we need to look at when we talk about value. The impact they have on a day-to-day basis. We got a game this day, the next day, the three days after that, two days after that. What is their impact those days? That's value. When we talking about that. And so, therefore, the most valuable player is the player with the biggest impact on a day-to-day basis. 
Yeah, the, the only pushback I would have, and it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about like how uh, you take a player off the team, you see how far they drop or don't drop, right? Mm-hmm. And so if – like Jawa is a great example of this because if from game one to whatever last game they had, you take Jaw off of there, you look at the Grizzlies like, it's a nice little young team. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Plus Jaw, we're like, oh, snap, let's, let's – they're not as serious, but let's let's they can they can cause some damage now. Like, hold on now. Like, so I feel like that's what y'all value is. Like, value isn't just the subtraction, it's the addition too. So, like that we always bring up the Hawks team when it was Jeff T, Kyle Corver, uh Demar Demari Carroll, uh, Demari. Uh, uh Paul, Paul Millsap and Al, Al Horford. That team was the best, they had the best record in the league, I think, if not the league at the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Four of them boys went to the All-Star game. It was cute. Playoff time come, like, they'll, they'll win a couple games, but nobody's picked, nobody picked them to win to the championship. Maybe to the Easter Conference Finals, but nobody was like, ooh, we're scared of the Hawks. Like, ah, all right, whatever. Get y'all regular season stuff over with because playoff time come, we're looking at LeBron and the Pacers and whoever else was popping around at the time, the Bulls. So it's like, that's what a lot of teams look like without – their most valuable, best, greatest player, whoever that is. So John Morant on the Grizzlies, take him off, they're looking like this Hawks team. A little more talent, but they're looking like the Hawks team. Plus him, oh, they can cause some damage. John Morant this, you take him off again. Once again, they're looking like that Hawks team, where it's like, that's a, that's a nice young team, nice young pieces, but we're not really that scared of them. Like, who, if we took John Morant off, we look, who are we looking at to be anything? We're looking at Triple J to step up, but it's like, uh, mm, it's cool. Nobody really puts that fear in your heart. Ja was like, oh, snap, that boy MVP this year. Like, this, 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 this. Grizzlies are up there. Like, they're probably a top four team because of him. So, like, you can't, I don't, that's part of the definition for me of, like, value is you take that player off the team, how far do they fall? That's part of it. That's why I can't name the other half of it because that situation specifically right there. Same thing for Jordan. We all know Jordan is the guy. Like that's you're looking foolish if you say Jordan's not the guy for the Bulls. Just because you took him off and they still made the playoffs doesn't mean that Jordan isn't a great guy. Like that's you're talking foolish now. I don't. I don't, you you revoked every license you had to talk sports, not just basketball, but sports. If that's your conclusion that oh LeBron, I mean uh, Jordan's not that great because he, he they still made the playoffs without him. Like let's 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 have some common sense now. Come on now, let's let's be for real. So. That's why you can't use that fully. That's part of it, but that's not the full part of what most valuable is for me. And I can't completely name what that other part is because I think that's kind of touch and go in a situation base. So I think that's another reason why MVP is the hardest award to name because it's like, how do you fully define a player's value? You know, because LeBron's value can be different from Steph's value, can be different from KD's value can it be different from Giannis' value? If I if I call you to do more things for my team, that doesn't make you less valuable than the guy on my team. Mm-hmm. Because if all James Harden has to do is score, but he doesn't score, our team looks terrible. But Giannis has to do a little bit of everything for the team, and he doesn't do that, he looks bad. You know what I mean? So it's like. Giannis is his value is five things compared to Harden's one, 
but Harden's one thing can be debated is just as valuable as uh, Giannis's five. So it's like who's more valuable because five plus one is just two different things. Or five doesn't equal one. But for the Rockets, yes, it does. For the Bucks, yes, it does. So that's why this is the hardest one for me to really define and everything because it's like it's so wishy-washy almost. So that's why this one's kind of the hardest one for me to really like stamp on what it is, man. But I don't know. I have to – we have to do a part two or something on this, man, because I really don't know. Yeah, we could probably debate all day about like – or go back and forth all day about things that could be considered valuable – and like who's valuable and who is not, who is more valuable than who, or whatever. I think that could be a long talk. But um, so I want to ask you something else. All right. So before I ask that, do you have anything else you want to say on on that on the topic of value? No, I'm gonna still try to play around with this before we get out of here. But uh, you can go on. All right. So I'm gonna ask you this, and we'll close with this, I guess. So we didn't went over uh best. Greatest and most valuable. Mm-hmm. So now we're gonna kind of get into you know that area we kind of try to avoid a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you to give me a player that represents those three things in NBA history. So give me the greatest player, give me the best player, and then give me the most valuable player by the definitions that we gave. Got you. And so, you, you, ain't, you ain't gotta defend it and you know go into the whole thing, but you know, just give me somebody that that was that fits those labels and those three things. Gotcha. So when we're talking about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. So mm-hmm. impact plus accomplishment slash accolades is what equals the GOAT. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, none other than Jeffrey Jordan has to have that. That just makes okay. the most sense. Like his impact on the game and everything he brought, that's just speaks for itself. The 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 folklore of what he did and all that stuff is just like it's crazy. The accomplishments and all that stuff, that's the stats, six and zero in the finals, all that stuff. That's it's just crazy what Jordan did. So that alone is why he's the GOAT. You feel me? And you know, you can have LeBron in that conversation. You can have Kobe in that conversation. Kareem, Kareem, obviously in that in that conversation. Bill Russell, Will, but I think Jordan is the closest thing to the full package of everything. You know, so that for me personally, I feel like uh, Jordan's the goat. Best player. This is where it gets a little spicy, just a little bit. Um, that's all right. So, talent plus impact plus dominance. Okay, probably a little biased in saying this, but I gotta go Kobe because nobody has more skill than that man. Like, we're looking once again, we're looking at the eye test and we're looking at what this man did on the court. Like, like 2K ratings, who has the best all around, like he does. Mm. It's only two other people in that conversation, in my opinion, that's in that conversation, which is Jordan and LeBron. Well, Jordan kind of got ruled out because, once again, I took what you did and I added more skill on top of it. So you just got demoted by me adding what you did. And then LeBron, 
his his it's just ugly. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's just ugly. His game is not as pretty as Kobe's. It's not it's not as sexy. That's that's valid. <laughs> it's it's ugly. So it, he his skill got demoted some, but it's like if you look at his um his stats, right? He's gonna be in the the three thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, and ten thousand assists. Only player I think that that's, that can say that. So obviously he's skilled enough to get all these accolades and awards, all this stuff. So it's like, I think he might be the next best player for me. But I think once again the eye test, if we're if we're picking up, if we're if we're taking NBA rules out of it and we're just saying pick up, who are you picking up? LeBron more was likely would not be the number one pick. If we're picking player for player, I'm taking Kobe over that. You feel me? So Kobe is the best player. most valuable I, I might give it to lebron man just because we've seen we've, we've literally witnessed with our own eyes the before and after effect of somebody having a player and not having a player like the Cavs did not recover for years until he came back like it's just funny to me so greatest of all time jordan the best of all time is kobe the most valuable all time i'll say lebron that's a tough one, especially the most valuable. But I think that's why I rock with the players that fit the definitions of what we talked about, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that, man. So, what do you think? Who are your players? B, this might shock you a little bit, considering some of you know, the past conversations we had on here. But I would have to agree with all three names you said. Hmm. Including Kobe, because <laughs> you know I, I, I've been put out in the street as kind of a Kobe hater, you know, and that's yeah. okay. I take that, <laughs> but I think he hit the nail on the head. I think Mike, with the accomplishments he had, the accolades he had, the things he did, the things he made us feel, you know, the impact on the game, the folklore, the legend that is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. All that together fits our definition perfectly. He got to be the greatest. Mm -hmm. Based on the definition, the formula that we gave, he the greatest. So you say what you want. You know, y'all can have your Mikes and LeBrons and, you know, your Kobe debates and your own, you know, your own time. But based on the B-Ball Jones podcast definition, Mike fits that greatest uh, tag. You know, he fits that label. Then we talk about being the best. The skill or the talent plus the impact on the league, you know, and your dominance. And guard-wise, I don't think – I think Kobe has skill that rivals any guard. He's one of the most skilled scorers ever, if not the most skilled scorer ever. There are guys who, have, are, who are more skilled than Kobe, but he is the most skilled – probably the most skilled scorer, you know what I mean? Like Kyrie with the handles and all that, that skill is way above Kobe's. But with his – Coming when it comes down to scoring the basketball, putting the ball in the hoop, it ain't no it, like we can talk, go back and forth about certain guys, but like I don't think nobody would argue that Kobe is one number one, number two in that category, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. So he probably the best, you know, in that turn. And then when we talk about dominance, like we said, we do dominance in that in that formula too. The league. Had a had a certain amount of fear for Kobe. We know that even since he's been gone, since he's been out of the league, 
guys get asked about Kobe. You know, they're like, man, I got to play Kobe tonight. Man, Kobe said this to me. I remember he did this. He, he said this to me. You know what I'm saying? People had a certain level of fear and respect for Kobe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's dominance in a way. And I don't think any guard had dominance over the league like Kobe other than Mike. Mike the only one that had that kind of dominance over the league. People had that kind of fear slash respect for Mike the same way they had for Kobe in their two different eras. But you know, like you said, Kobe took what Mike had, he added this to it, so now it's on a different level. So it was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Kobe comes in, add on to Mike's game, he took Mike's game and added his little his little piece to it, and it, it went to another added this skill level to it. Now his skill on a higher level. So that's why I gotta get that to Kobe. He probably the best player. Based on our definition that we gave. Then we talk about most valuable. You hit the nail on the head once again. We saw in real time how valuable one player was. They went from making the finals with him to being a lottery pick without him. And then he came back and they're back in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like literal real time evidence of value. And like you say what you want about the other players in the league. Kyrie Irving was there. Granted, he was young. Kyrie Irving was there. He was in Cleveland. They got the first round pick again. <laughs> and then, you know, and LeBron had, came back. It had lottery picks every year Kyrie was there. No offense to Kyrie. But. No, no offense. Love Kyrie. Love his yeah. game. Yeah. But it just ain't no replacing the impact that LeBron James has had. Same thing with, Shui, same thing with Miami. He was in Miami. And then he left, came to Cleveland. He ain't heard nothing about Miami again until Jimmy Butler got there. And they started making some noise. So, you know. The Lakers were irrelevant after Kobe Bryant retired. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. LeBron James goes to the Lakers. Granted, they made the playoffs that first year. They get him Anthony Davis. They get a championship. You know what I'm saying? So we saw real-life, real-time evidence of value in one player. He got to be the most valuable player if we're talking in that definition. So, yeah, man. I, just had, to, I, I had to see what you would say. In those three categories, but yeah, man, we 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 agree. Like those three guys fit those three categories, and they fit them perfectly. If you ask me, so yeah. I just, it's crazy that we thought the same in that one, especially you know how people think I feel about Kobe, whatever. But yeah, you know, I just yeah, we we on the same page when it comes to that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is surprising, but I know I know where you're coming from. When you say that, that's that. It is part of why we can talk basketball. Because even if I disagree with you saying Kobe's not a goat, you back it up, and I can see where you're coming from. I get that. If mm-hmm. I wasn't as much of a Kobe fan, I probably wouldn't be able to defend Kobe and be like, "No, bro, here's here's the black and white of why Kobe is a goat." You feel me? Like mm-hmm. here's concrete evidence of why Kobe is a goat. So, like, as much as I disagree, I get where you're coming from. And so even with your disagreements of that of Kobe not being a GOAT, you can you respect him still. It's like it's not you just saying that to bash you being a hater or whatever. Like you you're you're having basketball talk with me. So it's like, okay, we disagree, but that's cool because you're talking basketball. Like you have a certain level of IQ with it. Like you sat down and thought with this. You're not just saying it to get get off a hot uh, a hot talk or a hot debate or whatever. You're not trying to get a, a hot take. That's what I'm trying to say. So you're not trying to get off a hot take just to like the sake of saying it. You know, it's actual mm. thought behind this. It's like, this might not be the most popular, but this is what I think. You feel me? So mm. I disagree, but hey, you, you're you putting actual thought behind this. Whether how hot or cold it is, you put thought behind it. So, 
uh, at the end of the day, man, it's not as surprising to be like, yeah, Kobe's the best player, you know. Like we just said, GOAT versus best is two different things. So I still think Kobe's in that conversation of the GOAT, but he's not the GOAT, you know. So he's missing a few accolades to be in that GOAT conversation. So, yeah, man. Um, I want to ask you, man, what, what does Kareem fit in this? Like, if you if you had to take somebody off and throw Kareem on, where would Kareem go? Because he's in that conversation of, of a lot of talks, and he's a little slept on, but where would Kareem go? I think Kareem got to go in that greatest category. I think, and as far as our definition goes, I think, to be real with you, I think Kareem's second to Mike when we talk about greatest. And, you know, all due respect to LeBron, and you know what everything he's done, all the awards, accolades he's accomplished. But you know, based off the definition we gave of greatest, Cap Kareem has more accolades than LeBron. Minus some probably uh, you know, LeBron for the past miss scoring. But mm-hmm. as of right now, he hasn't. But Kareem, six championships, I think four finals MVPs, got the most MVPs in history. NBA history, so more MVPs than Mike, more MVPs than LeBron, more MVPs than LeBron. So he's got more rings than LeBron, more MVPs than LeBron. Was the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, and so I ain't going all the way into, you know, scoring titles and all that good stuff and all his other records. We ain't getting into all that. And then we talking about like folklore legend. He has the quote unquote most most unstoppable shot in basketball history in the skyhook. And we all know that. To this day, somebody busts out of skyhook, they're gonna be like, that boy think he Kareem. Ain't nobody in our generation ever seen a day of a, 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 a single game of Kareem Abdul Jabbar playing. None of us. But if I go out outside and hit a a hook shot over the top of somebody, they're going to be like, hey, that boy got a Kareem sky hook on him. You know what I'm saying? And so that's folklore. That's impact on the game, on the game of basketball. And he has his page in the game of basketball. Like, he has his chapter, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And time, in the time where Dr. J, Dr. J, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird for a while, uh, Couple other good guys, but you know, those are the biggest names. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Oscar Robinson, mm-hmm. <clears throat> on teams with Oscar Robinson, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Kareem, widely considered the best player in the league, best player in the game. On the same team as Oscar Robinson, who most would say is a top five point guard all time, mm-hmm. Kareem wins the championship with him and his finals MVP. On the same team as a young Magic Johnson, granted, young. But as a, as Magic Johnson, Finals MVP, you know what I mean. So that's just part of it. I think that his impact and and his accolades together outweighs LeBron in that greatest category. So if I had to pick somebody to replace or like throw in there oh, over one of the three guys I named, give me Kareem in that greatest category. I think, and then. Uh, He'd be the only guy I feel like could replace somebody in there. Because I don't even know who would come behind Kobe for best in, in the terms that we gave or for LeBron in terms of value. So I don't even know. Like, I have to really sit down and think about those other two. But I think Kareem definitely fits the greatest category more than anybody else behind Mike. Yeah. 
like besides replacing either one of those guys with Mike, or like besides replacing one guy with one of the other two guys, right? Um, maybe I'm being biased, but I feel like Dream is the closest thing to being the next best player, and I think his some of his some of his you know greatness is watered down because he was overshadowed by Jordan. But that's, sure. I think the part of it is something to be said about during the nineties. The only other team. It was the Pistons from 90 and 90, no, 89 and 90. Then it was Bulls the next three, Rockets next two, uh, Bulls next Bulls three again, the next three. and then Spurs, Lakers. So, like, the 90s is ran by Bulls with a sneak appearance by the Rockets, which is headhunted by Hakeem. So, at least to be said, Hakeem, like, I think some most people would consider Hakeem to be hands down the next best player besides Jordan, like the greatest, best most valuable, he fits that category behind Jordan. And so for me, the King's probably the only other person in that conversation of the best player. Because talent-wise, we talked about how he's arguably the most skilled player of all time. And he's seven foot, so he's the most skilled big of all time. Mm. Impact to the game, we just kind of talked about how guards mimic, like we talk about how, how impact he is on the league guards mimicked his skill like we had kobe looking to him like yo teach me what you did put me on game like, show me your mid post and low post and high post put me on game about that to this day nobody fully can be a king like joel and b is the closest thing we've seen but i feel like a king still smokes him like i feel like a king getting buckets on everybody bro like i feel that way <laughs> like it's just like come on now so like and then dominance once again jordan 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 dream dream Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Nobody stopped Dream. Who was stopping Dream? Nobody. Shaq, Shaq himself has said, bro, I, I, I couldn't stop Dream. Like, Dream was giving me buckets. Like, he got it. So, like, for me personally, I feel like Dream probably the only player that we can even come close to even, besides, you know, Kareem. That's the only other guy who could be like, yeah, he's in that conversation. Now, is he there? Yeah, I don't think so. That's that's another topic for another day. That's a whole other episode. But I feel like Dream's probably the only other guy we can really sneak in there so far as any of these other uh, talks. Yeah, that's definitely a valid uh, opinion. Dream was definitely arguably the most skilled big ever or center, if we just label the center. He's probably the most skilled center we've ever seen until Nikola Jokic and like Joel Embiid now. But like, still, I feel like you drop Hakeem in the game today. He's like you said, he's still getting buckets. I feel like he's still killing. Yeah. Like, and he probably got a couple of defensive players of the years. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you drop Keem in the game today. He's still getting off. But I feel you with that though. He probably the most skilled big we've ever had. And then he had his time in the league where he was dominant. Jordan is just the most dominant player we've ever seen. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just kind of got lost in the shuffle in that. But you like you said, you know, it's a fair, fair point. I, I, I like that answer. That dream could just slide into that best category. That's all right with me. Yeah, and then, as far as LeBron, I think I think mm-hmm. LeBron got the most valuable lockdown. I don't think anybody else can really, besides one of the other two, I don't think anybody else can really supplant him when it comes to that. Yeah, and to be real with you, I think the only person close this might be somewhat of a hot take, but I feel like you understand. And 
Uh, I know we got to get out of here, but <laughs> so that, I feel like the only person second to LeBron, like you said, other than replacing one with the other two guys that's already up there, when we talk about valuable, it's probably going to be Steph Curry. Like, Steph might be the next best thing when you're talking about value to a team on a day-to-day basis. Because, you know, I threw out the stat with, like, this man playing with three – this man played on the team – this would be my, my only point. This man played on the team with three players that on any given night might have gave you 50 points. And we know because we've seen all three do it. All three, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and KD, at one point in time has scored 50 points. KD, Steph and Clay had scored 60 before. KD ain't never scored over like 51, something like that, or 53. But three players on the same team who on any given night could possibly score 50 points. Kevin Durant, wildly considered the best scorer in the league or second in his heart at the time that he was there. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and KD, probably top five best shooters in the league. Steph and Clay. Top five best shooters all time, probably, or top ten. KD probably in top ten best shooters all time. If you you know considering off the dribbles and whatnot, all that good stuff to be part of being the best shooter. KD up there too. All those guys on the same team. Steph Curry was the most valuable. No debate, no argument. There's no debate that that man was the most valuable player on the team. If he don't play, they don't win. And I gave you the stats on it. So, I think he might be the only person that could possibly come behind Brian in the most valuable category. And, uh, you know, I, I, our formula for value was like, what do we say? Impact on a day-to-day basis plus, uh, what do we say? We never came with that second part, but impact on a day-to-day basis for the team plus. I guess that's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah, the most Steph, impact for the most impact for that team. Yeah, on a day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Still probably the only guy I would consider replacing with LeBron. Even though, like you said, I do think LeBron got it locked down, but if we're talking about close second, Steph probably the only close second. That I can think yeah. of. Yeah. That's that's a very good one. Uh I think, I think he I think he's just like a king. Like, yeah, they got it locked, but if we had to come in second place, they're the second pick of besides yeah. replacing one of the others. But I think Steph and Akeem are right there and Kareem. So that's like the next tier of what we'll talk about. So, yeah, I think, I think we got a good list. First off, we got some great definitions. Most valuable, mm-hmm. still kind of iffy. We still playing around with that. So I feel like it's solid. It's better than what the NBA got, which is nothing. So, once again, <laughs> holla at us. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know. We, the we'll emails, the, the DMs open. Yeah, we'll get the legal straight and then we can, you know, uh, License it out to you guys, y'all can use it, but you gotta, you know, come off the bread because check that break us off a little something, <laughs> yeah. And then y'all can get this trade out when we're talking about the wars and everything, you feel me? So, um, but yeah, we got the GOAT, which is the greatest player of all time, which is the impact plus accomplishments and accolades. You got the best players, which is the talent plus impact plus dominance, but the impact is more of the league, mm-hmm. the league overall. Then you have the most valuable player, which is their impact on a day-to-day basis, more so on that team. So I think that's a very solid definition to throw together for, you know, all three, man. So um, I think that this is 
you know, a they, this is a Hoopers episode for sure. Like you, you can't sure. be you can't be just a fan of basketball and be like be, get we're getting in the weeds of stuff. Like the average fan probably don't care about this or really want to dig into it. But this is you gotta be a hooper fan, especially since we've been here for so long to be listening to this whole thing. So uh but yeah, man, this, I like this one, man. Like you gotta be a real hooper to really tune in, in this one, but and that's all I got, man. So uh, anything else you wanna add? Oh man, I think it's great. I think and I think low key, low key. I think we might have made us a little team. Like Steph Curry at the one, Mike at the two, Kobe at the three, LeBron at the four, and then we said Kareem. We would throw Kareem at the five. King coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? King six man. Ah, hey, that's the greatest team. <laughs> that's the greatest team. You say what you want by KD and Shaq and all that. You give me them six. We gonna win. Yeah. But yeah, man. but uh, yeah, man, that's it for us, though, man. At the Bebop Jones podcast, we appreciate y'all for listening. Real good hoopers talk here. I feel a lot like you said, real good hoopers talk. You got to be a hooper to kind of get this one. But uh, we hope y'all enjoyed it, nevertheless, man. Be sure to like and subscribe, and uh, drop down in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you agree, if you disagree with some of the guys we named, the guys that fit in those categories. Let us know if you got your own little definitions for those things, for greatness, greatest, most valuable, uh, best. You know, let us know what y'all think about those. Who fits in those categories, y'all? So you know, drop down in the comments. Let us know. Let us know about the, the t-shirts too. Like we, you know, we might have some for y'all if y'all if y'all like. But uh. Uh, anyway, man, be sure to follow Brian on all social medias at B-Ball Jones. That's B-E Ball Jones on uh, all social media platforms. Be sure to follow me at NellyH34 on Twitter at Nelson.HasselMind.G. And you can find my name on Facebook. We'd like to keep the conversation going on over there. Be sure to follow the podcast on TikTok if you're watching it on uh, on YouTube. You see it going across the bottom of your screen. Follow the podcast on TikTok at B-Ball Jones Podcast. Um... But yeah, man, that does it for us for another episode. We appreciate y'all for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another great one. Might be an interview. Might be another little hoop talk like we had today. Might be a little debate. We might might get into another little debate. So y'all just got to tune in to, uh, to find out. But once again, we appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. But without further ado, we out.